Fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast that celebrates and empowers women in the real estate industry. I'm your host, Kristen, and today we have an incredible guest with us. She's a business mentor, speaker, podcaster, and CEO of The Embodied Woman, a lifestyle and empowerment brand that's dedicated to helping women create richer lives. Please give a warm welcome to Sarah D'Angelo. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Hello, I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing good. I am extremely excited to have you on today just because we have like instantly became friends and have so much fun stuff in the pipeline. So to have you on today is just great. I know. I'm so excited too. I love when friendships just are filled with so much ease and like alignment. And that's what this has been the whole time. So yeah. And you guys not even like searching for like when I talked to her, it wasn't about moms in real estate, but what's kind of crazy is she is almost a mom and she is getting her real estate license. So it just like aligned even on top of what we were talking about. So actually she's a business coach and a mentor. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your business and then let's dive into like, how did you get started in it? Yeah. So, um, my company's name is the embodied woman and it's a, women's empowerment and lifestyle brand. And really I specialize in helping women create rich lives because I have seen it time and time again, where women are just feeling like their lust for life has completely diminished and in every corner of it, you know, from their relationships to their finances, to their health, to their well mindset, to everything. I, I feel like as a woman, we need to take our power back to start to live more in our power, prosperity, and purpose. Um, and yeah, I started to do that because I myself was the complete opposite going back to 2019 when I was working at my corporate job and just I was in a self-imposed prison and I didn't really realize it, but it didn't have any locks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I had the chance to break free and I decided to do that. Yeah. I love, I love when you have like a corporate job that is behind you because it motivates you to never go back there. I have one of those and I'm like, I'm never going back to that no matter what. And so it like motivates you in your business to make sure that never happens. It does. And it's so funny because I was having a conversation with my friend who wants to leave her job and she's terrified. And I just had to remind her, like, you are your own job security. Like it's the job itself. It's you. And a corporate job isn't going to make or break, you know, your security and your finances and your health and well-being and all of that. It's like, it's, it's a job. I'll never forget the day. Um, a girl who I worked with actually, she, had quit and come back and quit and come back. And I was like, how do you do that? Cause like, I want to quit, <laughs> you know, like, you, like work up the courage to leave. And she looked at me and she was like, Sarah, it's a bank job. Mm-hmm. 
And it just hit me like, oh, it's not as important or heavy. Like it, it didn't hold as much weight as I thought it did in my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So tell me this, like with what you do, I love what you do because it's not just about business. And I think that's so important because, you know, as an entrepreneur, I have poured so many hours, so much money into like bettering my business and what I've noticed. And we talk a lot about this on the show now is, um, when I'm doing that, I'm doing great in my business, but guess what? Like falls behind is my husband and my kids. Um, and whatever else can. And so it's been like heavy on my heart to really start to create rooms where I am like bringing in like the whole woman, like you're saying, like, that's literally the name of our next event, the flourish, um, where we're we're talking about wellness. We're talking about our relationships and our parenting and our spouses. And, um, because you don't, I mean, balance is bullshit, but yet we can always be pouring into each area, but sometimes we look at it when we're pouring into like into business, it's like a necessity, but you don't feel that way towards your home or your health sometimes. So tell me, like, do you run into that all the time? Yeah, I do see it all the time. And it's so disheartening because I was that woman myself. So I totally get it. Um, but somewhere along the lines, women have been told the story that they need to sacrifice or settle in their life. And we just shouldn't, we, we shouldn't have to do that. We get to be, do and have it all. And if we prioritize pouring into ourselves, if we prioritize those things like our well-being, our fitness, our business, our purpose, our relationships, our intimacy, like any corner of your life, as long as it's a priority for you, you can really walk around as that woman. And even in the moments where you mess it up, right? Even in the moments where you're overwhelmed or burnt out or tired or exhausted, it's not about being like amazing and great all the time, but it's also how you treat yourself in the moments when you're not totally showing up. And yeah, that way. it's so true. Do you feel like you see like more than like, are, are more people struggling with the same thing than not? Like, and what is that? Yeah. Um, okay. So and honestly, it's not a coincidence, but the two biggest things that I see women struggling with and ask Google, what are the two biggest things women are struggling with is finances and relationships. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like when you say relationships, what do you mean? Yeah. Like part partnership, your, your romantic relationships, men, whatever you're interested in. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Those are the two biggest desires for women, but yeah. also biggest pain points. And, and it's just so funny because so many people are like, you know, it's, and it is like our business is definitely like something that we're pouring into. That's like such a great, not a great thing to hear, but it's just, it confirms what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and you know, I know we're both passionate about money for different reasons too. Um, you know, I have a terrible money mindset and you guys have heard me say it before. Like, that's why I'm creating rooms and putting myself in rooms on a regular basis where we're having these conversations and when I met Sarah, we talked about this. And so this is why she's actually speaking at Flourish coming up about um, money and men. And this is actually a really interesting topic. So tell everybody a little bit more about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's my favorite topic. Honestly, who doesn't want to talk about men and money? Um, but well, honestly, obviously everyone. <laughs> I, I know, right? Um, but one day I remember I, I, so I started to have like a really deep relationship with money back in 2020, when I started to tap into the whole money mindset and money manifestation, 
I've always been in deep relationship with money in hindsight, looking back, like I got my first real job, um, as a teller at a bank where I was in such close proximity to cash every single day. And so really my, my purpose is in understanding money and knowing money on a soul level, you know, not just the, the strategic side. Like I I know the strategic, I know the money management I've worked in finance my entire twenties. And I also have realized that when I sit down and look at my finances and look at how I show up in relationship to money, it is a direct reflection of how how I show up in relationship to men. Mm -hmm. This is so interesting to me. Yeah, it was a huge aha moment for me because I'm sitting there. And at the time I had a mentor who told me like, write, write a letter to money. And I would write the letter to money, but it didn't feel like, it didn't feel powerful. It didn't feel impactful until I started looking as money as a lover. Like if I was in relationship to money, would I want to be in a relationship with me? Mm-hmm. And the answer was heck No. The answer for me is hell no. (laughs) It's like, I'm, I'm showing up and I'm needy. I'm untrusting. I'm insecure. I'm fearful. I'm naggy. I undervalue and underappreciate you. And I was like, oh my God, wait, this is the same pattern of how I show up in my romantic relationships. Mm And right then and there, I realized that it wasn't a coincidence that those are the biggest problems for women, but also their biggest desires. Yeah. So give us like, maybe just like a little sneak peek of like, how do you help women with that? Yeah. So mainly we start with obviously understanding how you do show up in relationship to money. And I work with attachment styles. If you're familiar with them, you got anxious, avoidant, you secure, And usually we dance between all three of them as women. Like we're not just one, but we tend to favor one more than another. So I'm like a super anxious attachment style, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's seasons where I'm in my avoidance and I'm just like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Just here's the card. (laughs) Um, and, And so really diving into understanding the attachment styles and understanding how you show up in relationship to money. And also setting a new standard and expectation of how money shows up for you Mm -hmm. because you get to set that bar. You get to set that standard. That's usually where we start. Yeah. I think that's so powerful and what a great thing that you're doing for everyone. I just, it's so necessary. Yeah. I even think like, even with putting myself in like intentional rooms and creating these rooms, this last, like probably like what, eight months I still have random things that creep up pretty often. Like the other day, and this is so weird, you guys, like I haven't had, like, this is a long time ago where I like, you know, it was like, you would go to whatever and you're like going to pay and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope there's enough money in that account, you know? And this is like early twenties when me and my husband first got together. And the other day I went to fill up my um, gas tank and I had that thought go in my head. I'm like, why am I thinking this? Like, I have such a problem. It's like this PTSD that I have. And when you talk about avoidance, I never want to deal with it. I'm just like, can someone else deal with that? Like, I just want to work and the money come and me not worry. Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach. And we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's the quick tax tip. 
improvements to your property, whether it's your personal residence or an investment property, helps increase what's called your basis, and it will help you pay less in taxes when you sell the property. So don't forget to always improve your properties. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. About where it goes and retirement and all that good stuff. Yep. It's so, it's so common. And those loops, those patterns of like, of that thought process, exactly. It's such an unlearning and it doesn't just go away Mm -hmm. once you start to heal your relationship with money. Yeah. Like there's the, the best example I can give is when I was building my business, um, I was doing this work. I was so embodied in this work. And then I had at the time my highest paying month. And I'll share the number because I think it's such a significant amount that people always are mind blown when they're like, what do you mean that wasn't enough? But I had my first $40,000 a month in business uh-huh. and, I, and I looked at it and I said, but it's not enough. Yeah. It's, it's not a $50,000 a month. Why did you feel that way? Because I myself was in the pattern of I'm not enough. Yeah. And, and so that not enoughness that would, I would project that in my finances and in my relationships, right? Like enough, you're not doing enough. You need to be doing more. I need more from you. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that in my relationships. Yeah. And same thing in my finances. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy. I even think about how many women that I'm around, like they finally reach their, where, whatever their goal is. And they're just on to the next and like savor it. And there's actually another girl speaking at flourish Randy. She actually just started like really pouring into our Facebook group, the moms in real estate Facebook group, if you're not a part of it. And anyway, she, her topic is, um, whose race are you running anyways? And when she told me about this topic, I'm like, I love this topic because I feel like we're constantly like pushing ourselves. And sometimes it's like, why do we need to keep pushing? Like, what if you just like enjoyed the business that you've built for a little bit and really poured into it, but not kept chasing the next thing and the next thing. And it's so true. Even like, you know, when I have big months, I'm like, I feel like, okay, like it's not enough. Cause so-and-so did more. Why do I feel like that? So weird. (laughs) It, It is. And I am all for continuing to push your edge in your finances. Yeah. I, no, I will always be insatiable in the sense of like, I want more. I always will desire more. I think it's human nature. However, it's not sustainable to rely on the external form of more. Mm-hmm. You've got to anchor into the like feeling of enoughness inside of you. So that way you can actually experience the abundance of $5, $5,000, $50,000 and more. Right. Yeah. Like if you can't experience and feel grateful and abundant with $5, you will not feel grateful and abundant for $50,000. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So share with us, like, why are you getting your real estate license? Oh my goodness. Okay. So obviously I love money Uh (laughs) and (laughs) one of my biggest missions in life is to get more wealth into the hands of women. Yes. And I had a good a good six, seven months of just being in a void of, okay, I'm doing the mentorship. I'm helping these women heal their relationship with money. I'm helping them make more money in their business. I'm helping them in that aspect. Um, But I desire more and I want them to really know how to create long-term wealth for themselves. Mm -hmm. And 
real estate is just such an incredible solution to that problem of women never feeling enough and never having the resources. Like maybe they have the cash, but they don't build wealth. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I just started get following the signs, which I always do of, of real estate. And this, and this term was real estate. And so that's kind of what led me to wanting to get my real estate license. What was your, what was like one of the signs that you saw? So, oh my gosh. I mean, th- this right here is such a beautiful sign. Just us having It this- really is. I was just thinking, I'm like, I think this is pretty cool. It, it really is. Um, but there are so many things like I would, I ran into so many people who one of my soul sisters, um, I had her speak at my event recently and she is a mentor event host and a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. It was right when I was starting to think about the idea of real estate that I met her and it was just evidence like, see, I can do what's her name. Alexandra Reed. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to say there was another girl that was talking about a real estate agent sounded exactly like who you described. I'm like, I wonder if she's going to say her, but it's not her Alexandra Reed. I don't think I know her. She is, she's a, um, like a luxury real estate agent in Denver. And she is just a powerhouse of a woman. And, um, you know, it was just divine timing. I'm actually speaking to her team of real estate agents on abundance mindset next week. So love that. yeah, that's so cool. You're going to do so well in real estate. And what's really cool is you'll have all these different avenues. And so I think that that's so important. I always uh, teach agents, like you don't want to be so transactional. You want to make sure that you diversify yourself and like, you're already, you know, you already have done that. So adding real estate is you diversifying yourself even further. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and you know, something that I always tell my clients when they're wanting to scale their business is like building out their product suite. Right. And I I tell them to ask themselves, where is my client at, at the end of our container together? Like what's my client's journey and where are they at by the end of my, you know, private mentorship or my mastermind or my live event. And I had to ask myself that question. And for me, it was, they have all this money. They're making all this money, but they don't know what to do with it. Oh, I can help them buy property and actually create generational wealth. Yes. So that was kind of a, another spark of it as well. And that's such a good golden nugget for anybody creating a room to ask that question. I, I really admire that you do that because sometimes like people just throw events and they don't have that intentionality behind it. And you really do want to know, like, what are these people walking away with? I, you'd actually love this. I just built out a workshop. It's right before flourish and it's, it's called invest with confidence and it's taking, um, female entrepreneurs through the process of how do you find the home? How do you analyze the home? Um, so find the home, analyze the home. How do you finance the home both, both creatively and traditionally, how do you save for that home? And then, um, what are the tax strategies around it to reduce your taxable income? And so it's really just like walking through the process and, Talking and uh, one of the things that I've always found is real estate agents, um, accountants, financial planners, they talk at such a high level that sometimes this is my experience where I walk out and I just, I'm, I don't want to do anything because I don't know what the hell they were just talking about. Um, and so for this, like, I really want it to be like, okay, I fully understand what I'm supposed to do and what my next steps are. And so now I can go and take an action and actually go and purchase an investment property. And I have great people that just taught me to do it, that I can align with. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so exciting. That's such a juicy workshop. It is. I'm so, I love workshops. I love like the whole part of them. They're so much fun. 
It's so fun. And, and you know, what's, what's funny on that too, is yesterday I was having a conversation with one of my mastermind girls and um, she was like, yeah, like I, I know I need to go speak to a financial advisor, but like, I just, I can't get myself to do it. Mm-hmm. And what, one of the core values of my, my company, the embodied woman is romanticize your life, right? Like make everything a vibe, even the things that don't feel really fun that are not a vibe. Yeah. That are not a vibe. Like going to see a financial planner, like that <laughs> being your accountant, seeing it's like, okay, I could put that stuff off forever, but if I made it a vibe and turn it into what I call one of my best practices is a prosperity date. Mm-hmm. Um, then it actually becomes something that you look forward to. And then you actually want to go interview a bunch of financial planners and say, tell me what to do with my money. Cause I have so much, you know? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What a great mindset, mindset shift. Like I'm literally thinking, you know, when let's say like a financial planner calls you and you're like, oh, why are they calling me again? And you're like, they're supposed to be calling me, but I'm so annoyed that they're calling me. But if you did, you just changed the vibe around it. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to try that. It's so fun. Like, of course they're calling me. Of course I'm a high level <laughs> client. Of course. <laughs> I am doing that moving forward instead. Yeah. I'm like, cause I can literally see myself how annoyed I get. It's so funny. <laughs> okay. So I have a question for you to wrap this up. Um, if you had to go into business, this could be real estate or what you're doing already. And you had to get a partner and they are somebody that's super influential or a celebrity. Who would it be and why? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Just one. Okay. Um, you can give more than one. I would love to hear two if you have multiple. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, I love Mel Robbins so much. Yeah. Like I just appreciate her authenticity, her simplicity. Like I love Mel Robbins. She's so great. That's a great Um, one. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like there's more, there is more for sure, but I'm going to stick with Mel because I just, yeah, she's goals. (laughs) I love that question. Cause it really gets you thinking like, Oh my gosh, like what if I really had them as a business partner? How cool would that be? It'd be so cool. I I could just see, yeah, I could see Mel Robbins and I having a blast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. We actually, one of the girls one time said Oprah, and then she's like so crazy and goofy. And at the end of it, she's like, absolutely not Oprah. She can't hang. Like she couldn't like get wild enough with us. And they ended up with Kristen Wiig. I'm like, you went from Oprah to Kristen Wiig. And I'm like, so great. So oh, funny. Amazing. I love that question too. Cause there, there is a lot of them, honestly, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I'm always someone who will like I want to be influenced by, by high level women. So I'm like, there's so many high level women that I could name off. You know? There's so many, I know. Right. And, and it changes too. Like right now I feel like it's Jenna Kutcher for me because I'm like knee deep in all her training and I'm loving it. And I, um, but I feel like it can like, you know, just the next person that is like, you're really into whatever they're teaching you, you know? Yep. I know. I gotta, I gotta go find a, a mom. I guess Mel is a mom, but I gotta find like a pregnant woman <laughs> to do it. You gotta figure out your vibe around changing a diaper. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Oh my. And a nursery. I'm like, gotta decorate yeah. the nursery. <laughs> Breastfeeding, pumping. You gotta like, if I would have thought about that vibe thing beforehand, <laughs> yeah. I'll never oh. forget. I swear we've actually had like multiple moms on this um podcast talk about this, but you'll know once you get it when you are pumping, it is this sound that is that is PTSD right there. It's like oh, this no. machine sound. And every time like anyone hears it, they like their whole body tightens. 
Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to spice it up somehow, make it a vibe romance. I'm sure you will. I think you're going to be great at it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so much fun having you on. Thank you. And I'm so excited to see you in November. November 3rd and 4th at Flourish. Can't wait. Thanks, friend, for listening to the podcast. We love having you in our community. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Go follow us at Moms in Real Estate.